0: The following podcast is a presentation of Project Entertainment Network.
1: You're listening to Creeping Wave Radio. A documentation of our decidedly creepy escapades here on you mind once the mics go off. Okay, phone. There's been some significant developments as of late, so I'd better make a recording. Recording. Um, There's kind of a lot to unpack, so bear with me. Ahem. Uh, right now I'm on board a giant mutant bug, which I made using my magic devil gun. I'll get to that. Ooh, who are you talking to, Nap? Oh, hey, Gladys. I'm just talking to my boss. <laughs> you know, business stuff. Ooh, screw that noise. That's Gladys. She's one of the senior citizens I helped escape from the old folks' home. There's also Norma. Oh yes. Aster. Don't mind me. Uh, she's a little airsick right now. Walter. <laughs> Bob. Yes? And...
2: The name's Dorcas. Dorcas Morlock.
1: Who I was originally there to visit. You see, Dorcas is a hundred and some years old, though she doesn't look it. Not anymore. Not exactly sure how that happened. I can't remember it, but I guess we used to date back in the 1930s. Anyway, uh, apparently we never officially broke up, and Margo is gonna be pissed. Um, she's my current girlfriend, unofficially, because she's my boss's daughter, you see? And my boss is Old Scratch, you know, THE Old Scratch, and uh, he really doesn't approve. Wait, hold on. Uh, How were you alive in the
3: 1930s, hmm?
1: Uh, you see, I'm some kind of thing called an Amaranthian. Amaranthian? I just recently found out about it, and I'm still not 100% sure on the pronunciation. But it basically happens when the soul of a transdimensional entity is imprisoned in a human body. Mm. We're immortal, the Amaranthians are, but our memories aren't, hence this recording. Hmm. Uh, I guess I also have the ability to control living ether, like life force, soul stuff, I guess, but I'm really bad at it. Probably because I forgot how to do it. In fact, I've only done it once, and I had a big assist from Anatole. Oh, who's he? Uh, he's an ex-Soviet vampire who works for Old Scratch. You tell. He reprogrammed my phone with Russian technology called the Serpent device. The Serpan. Hmm. When he was with the Soviet vampires, they used it to drain and store ether for themselves. It's not a bad angle, I like that. I was dating one for a while.
4: Oh my. Uh,
1: a girl named Katya. Ooh. Uh, it turns out she was just using me to install the Serpan device at the radio station I worked at.
4: <laughs> the radio is dead.
1: I came in as the diversity hire at this junk news and conspiracy theory podcast a few years back hoping to make sense of the strange events in my past and uh, these weird memories I had. Go The guys who worked there were really weird. They had this shrine to Joe Rogan in the bathroom. Ooh, who's Joe Rogan now? Oh, he's this actor who went bald and had to start spouting off about conspiracy theories and DMT so people would pay attention to him. Ooh, tragic. Anyway, we went to a sideshow for one of our reports and I found a Sasquatch there, Sugar, Uh, who I had a memory of. I thought she could help me unlock my past. So, one thing led to another. We planned a jailbreak, only to return and discover that the sideshow freaks had escaped on a dirigible. Taking Sugar with them, Under the orders of a German brain in a jar who we suspected was literally Hitler.
0: Oh, merciful
1: heavens! I met up with some fiendish Canadians in the forest who tricked me into selling my soul to their boss, Old Scratch, in order to save sugar. Don't do it! I did that. I got 60 silver bullets that grant me wishes in exchange for souls they take. Uh, That's how I made this giant mutant bug. The Canadians killed each other. And it turns out the brain in a jar was actually Hindenburg, not Hitler. Phew. But hey, uh, I met Margot, oh. which is good. Oh. Maybe good. she talked me into using this old phonograph and wax cylinder to turn my radio show co-hosts and one of the circus freaks into uh, battle-worthy war beasts that protect me.
3: You bought that.
1: Yeah. I accidentally turned them into Peter Laurie. I don't
3: see what the big deal is,
1: Boris Karloff, Not
3: much of an army.
1: and Vincent Price. It's a travesty. Because i have been watching The Raven on my phone nonstop for like a week straight. It's a good movie. It's alright. And that's basically everything, I guess. Hmm. At the moment we're on our way back to old Scratch's Lair in the Woods, Uh, Mostly because I couldn't think of anywhere else where a giant insect loaded up with old folks wouldn't seem... indiscreet. (sighs) Okay, everyone. We're here. All ashore who's going ashore, I I guess.
5: Oh,
0: finally! I
5: I thought that flight would never end. You think you feel bad? Imagine
3: how the people you flew over must feel. Yeah. You look up to see the giant monster bug flying over you, and once you've gone and soiled yourself, you get showered with a rain of vomit. Courtesy of Esther.
2: Could you three idiots be any more insensitive?
3: Well, we'd be happy
5: to try for you, Dorcas. Oh, don't listen to him, Esther. Everyone
0: gets air sickness now and again.
5: That's right!
0: Thank you, girls.
5: I remember one time when Elvis invited me on his private jet, <laughs> he had me and a couple of other girls wrestling in a kiddie pool filled with peanut butter, bacon, and bananas. Oh, we had ourselves a time. But the bacon wasn't properly cooked, and so halfway uh, through the wrestling match, uh, we all just started to. Uh, I don't want to
6: talk about food right now, Norma. Napoleon Michelle Doom. Uh Uh-oh,
5: you're in trouble. And your middle name's Michelle, apparently. (laughs) Heh heh. Figured the kid for some distillation of French by the way they skedaddled off the battlefield back there. What? You're complaining? What is all of this,
6: and why did you drag these geezers back home with you? Well, that's a giant
1: mutated bug. I made that, and...
2: You know, geezer (sighs) isn't exactly a respectful way to address your guests, honey. Want to try that again? Yeah.
3: We have names, you know. Kids these days have no respect. It's a travesty.
5: Would you three baloney dealers shut up?
3: Yeah! You wanna spout off at the mouth? Why don't you make like Esther over there?
6: I see you brought the monster boys back.
3: Hey, Margo. How's it going? She's doing Napoleon?
2: Still waiting for a proper greeting here, missy.
6: Who's your mouthy friend?
2: The name's Dorcas. Dorcas Morlock. And I'm much more than a friend.
6: Oh, I see. Well, Nap, it's good to know when things get too hard for you in this relationship, you can just run
1: off to one of your side chicks. (laughs) Ha! You want to talk about running off, who's the one who poofed off the scene when their dad caught us in the act? I guess we're only a couple when no one's around. Is that right? You know, I really shouldn't be surprised. You were juggling
6: that Sasquatch, Sugar, and Katya, the Soviet vampire, before I even came into the
1: picture. Ooh,
3: Napoleon, you cad.
0: Take him to the curb, Margot.
1: That's not fair. Katya was using me. And I needed to get Sugar to try and recover my memories. So you were using her?
5: Ooh. Girl's got a point, Nap. Yeah, two of them,
3: and they're on her head. Watch out!
6: (laughs) (laughs) Well, sorry. I guess I just don't have anything you need at the moment.
2: Well, don't blame yourself, sweetie. Needs change. Come on, Nap. No, wait!
1: Margo, I didn't run off into the arms of another woman, okay? That's right, because I knew Nap first. If anything, you're the other woman. Dorcas, please. I went to see you because I thought you could help me figure out my past, or who I used to be. I'm losing more of my memories every day.
3: You
5: and me both, kid.
3: Yeah. Welcome to the club, Nap. I just don't
6: understand your obsession with that. With what? Ugh. Your lost memories.
1: Well, I just need to know. Memories are all anyone really is when you get right down to it. But I don't care who you were. You don't? Why can't you
6: just be who you are, right now, with me?
2: Maybe if you weren't constantly spying on him, suffocating him, he wouldn't want to return to happier days before he got tangled up with you.
1: Is that right?
2: Yeah, I'd say that about sums things up. Right, Nap?
1: Uh, Right. Wait, no! Uh, I don't know anymore. But the spying thing... Isn't great. Just you wait, Dorcas. He'll get fed up
6: with you too and cast you off at the first sign of trouble. Wait, stop! It's not like that. Can I just say something here? You'll see. He's got a whole
1: little black book full of names and numbers. Margot, it's the 21st century. Who has a little black book anymore? I keep everything on my phone. I know.
6: I cloned it. You did what? I cloned your phone Nap.
3: What's all this now? The devil girl hacked into Nap's phone to keep tabs on him.
6: Jehoshaphat, what a little snoop. How could you? Oh, please. We're supposed to be in a relationship. What do you have to hide from me?
1: You know that phone is the only way I have to record my memories. Everything I am is stored on there. And and you... When did you do it? After that night, when you
6: watched Poetic About Goat versus Fish, well... You can't blame me for needing a
1: little insurance. When did I say anything about goat versus fish? Oh, I'm sure you remember. Wait, uh, you mean when we got drunk on my birthday and you wanted to play Smash or Pass with pictures of guests from the U-Mind?
6: See, your memory's not as bad as you think it is after all.
1: I told you, Margot, It's a stupid human game. It doesn't mean anything. Who's this goat versus fish? Oh. He's like a wandering wise man with a beard and a staff. He wears a towel everywhere.
2: Oh my. Well, to each their own. No,
1: it's it's not like that. Look, Margo, at the time, he was like the only guest who looked vaguely human. Other than that one guy who got all kooky on me after the mics went off. Which one? Oh, you remember. The, uh... Who's he, what's it, uh... Oh, that Doctor Who ripoff? I thought it was more of a Star Trek ripoff. I mean, his name even comes from a Next Generation episode. You know, uh... Yeah, yeah, that guy. Anyway, um... I don't want to smash anyone? My answer was based purely on the physical logistics involved. I'm human, he's...
6: bipedal. I see. So, because I'm only half-human, it's just too much work then, I suppose. Didn't realize what a strain it had been for you all this time. Margot. jeez!
2: What is that doohickey?
1: It's, uh, my toothbrush. Why do you carry a motorized toothbrush around with you, Nap? Because dental hygiene is important, Dorcas. I think, maybe, it's a message.
2: Dental hygiene is a message?
1: Well... It is, but not in this case. Um, I- excuse me for a second. Of course. Run away any time there's
6: a confrontation. Especially when you know I'm right. Look, I'll be right back.
1: Uh, just take everyone to the studio. Crack open the cavosier. The what? The booze, you know, the top shelf stuff. Uh, keep them distracted till I can figure out something to tell your dad. Fine, but you're not off the hook. I know, I never am. Uh, everyone, if you'd be so kind as to follow Margot, she'll be serving up drinks for everyone, and I'll be following shortly.
5: Well, that was an unexpected turn of events. Yeah, but I'll take it.
1: Are you really running off to brush your teeth right now? I'll explain later, okay? So, yeah, you just follow Margot to the, um, bar area, and we'll have a toast to... To Friendship! And new beginnings. Yes. Yes, all of those things and and giant mutant bugs, too. Adesso me. Okay, phone, record? Recording. Uh, so, there's this thing I've been seeing in the mirror lately. Um, I think it's an interdimensional being. Whenever I use my electric toothbrush, it vibrates my head at just the right frequency to where I'm able to see into their dimension. And I think that's who was calling me outside. Just gotta wash off this toothbrush and, uh... Oh hello?
5: Get that thing out of your mouth, you horrid little puppet. Ah! Uh, (laughs) uh,
1: okay. Sure. No problem. Mm. You're the one I've been seeing. The one from the mirror? Yes. I
5: I am the first draft. Of me? Of your kind. Yes.
1: You sound different from the last time we talked you know on the recording and then I was
5: using your voice now I speak through
1: mine uh yeah okay um and that thing with the toothbrush out there yanking it out of my bag like that you called me I did why because you were caught up
5: in a hopeless battle
1: I was there's no winning
5: against that demon girl
1: not for you anyway but I didn't do anything
5: not yet but I've watched you wage this war a dozen times before. You let your friends, lovers, anyone really, just trample you because deep down, you know you aren't of the sphere. You're not like them.
0: You don't know the rules
5: the way they do. And you're so desperately afraid of making a misstep that you let them devour everything you are or ever were.
1: Well, yeah. But it sounds so pathetic when you put it like that. Not at all.
5: On the surface, you may seem weak, malleable, stupid. But beneath it all, your resentment grows, slowly cultivating into a deep, irrepressible hatred until you finally take your retribution. (laughs) Oh, and it's always so terribly amusing to watch. Oh, well,
1: hey, yeah.
5: You're more a monster than any of the creatures you interview for your little show, and far more dangerous, because you really believe yourself capable of love.
1: Uh, so how is it we're acquainted with one another?
0: Amaranthians
5: are eternal prisoners, and I'm something of a sentinel. Okay, I guess. We watch you, wait for your memories to wane, then stage an exit from this life and help usher you into a new one.
1: You're here to take me, then? Make me into something else? Because, I mean, at present, I could really go for that.
5: The plan had been set into motion years ago, when your memories first begin to fade. I had a life ready, waiting for you to occupy. The depth I had orchestrated for you would have been my magnum opus. But you had to dismantle everything. I'm good at that. I know. You're quite good at ruining the lives of anyone unlucky enough to know you.
1: Sounds about right. You seem to know a lot about me, and I don't even know your
5: name. Some time ago, you inflicted the name Marco A. Shatter on me. Something about my comings and goings from mirrors, I believe.
1: Well, Mr. A. Shatter, or Mrs.... Ms. Irrelevant.
5: They are human titles.
4: Napoleon, I've been looking all over for you,
5: my boy. The man who approaches is not your friend.
1: Trust nothing. He says to you, Anatole? He's harmless. No. Hey, Mr. Shatter? Where'd you go?
4: Talking to yourself, I see.
1: Well, no. You didn't see him? Or her? Just now?
4: My child. Why stand here imagining conversations for yourself when I'm right here for you to confide in? Yeah. Uh,
1: Imagining things. I, I guess that's what it was. You
4: saw the dirigible crash in the woods,
1: yes? Yeah. Wow. That was crazy, right?
4: Indeed. I have a mind to salvage what I can from the crash site. For my work, of course. I could do with an extra pair of hands.
1: Well I brought a giant mutant bug home filled with senior citizens, and my ex girlfriend who I never officially broke up with, and also Margot, and we're kind of in the middle of a tiff, so Ah
4: the perfect time. I know that girl's temper. Give her an hour or so to stew and she'll have worked it all out of her system. Trust me. Yeah, but the bug
1: and the old folks...
4: Scratch is very particular about welcoming guests into his domain. I assure you, right now, he's playing his grand entrance down to the finest detail.
1: Oh, yeah, he's kind of a drama queen, huh?
4: Come along. I'm not as young as I used to be. You won't send an old man to toil on the junk pile alone, will you?
1: (sighs) No, I guess not. You're sure about Margot,
4: right? Yes, yes. I've been on the receiving end of her tantrums myself plenty of times. Come along.
1: Um, yeah. Okay. Why not? (laughs)
2: napoleon's been gone for almost an hour now
3: has he hadn't noticed that explains the overwhelming sense of happiness and well-being
6: i'm experiencing you're right i'll go find him i'll come with you no you don't i'm nap's girlfriend
2: unofficial girlfriend from what i hear
5: nap said that to you oh bobby don't look now but i think the girls are gearing up for another fight well
3: my money's on dorcas
5: nah. That little devil girl is going to wipe the floor with her. She can teleport, you know. You're on, old man.
2: (sighs) Look, Margot, is it? I think maybe we got off on the wrong foot.
6: Oh, is that what
1: you think?
2: Sweetheart, if you're looking for a tussle, I'll be happy to oblige you.
1: you want me to go tag Team Dorcas? My adrenaline is still pumping like the dickens from that escape. Oh, I don't mind telling you. Let me at her! I've got
3: your back, Lattice. (laughs) Ha-ha! It's three against one now. You sure you don't want to change your bet, Walter? Nope. My money's
5: still on the Devil Lady.
2: Thanks for the offer, girls, but squabbling like this is pointless.
0: All right. But you just say the word. And we'll go in for blood. (laughs) Uh, No offense, Margo.
2: Why don't you girls go check up on Esther? I think that flight really did a number on her stomach. Oh.
0: I'm oh, fine.
6: Fine, then. If you know Nap so well, where do you suggest we start looking?
2: Hmm. Well, Nap gets distracted easily. True. So all we really have to do is look for the loudest, most obnoxious thing we can find. Preferably with a lot of bright, shiny bits. You know, a lot of little bells and whistles to fiddle with? Got anything like that around this place?
6: Or, I could just use the GPS on his phone. Well, look at that. Been a while since you were on the outside, huh?
2: You'll have to help me get back up to speed.
6: Hmm. Looks like Nap's heading towards north. Towards the spot where that flint crashed.
2: Bingo.
0: Margo! Didn't I tell you what would happen if you chose this direction? Again. Harley, the warm welcome I'd expect from you, Miss Morlock, considering the gift I gave you. This is no gift,
2: being thrust into a body and a life that doesn't belong to me anymore. What is he
5: talking about, Dorcas? Who is this old hairy creep with the horns?
0: And where is that Blondie, also with the horns? Ah, yes, Margot. Regrettably, She won't be joining you on this adventure. And why is that? If you and your friends wish to risk your lives trying to save Napoleon from his own stupidity... Miss Morlock, you have my sincere blessing. And you are? Old Scratch, at your service. Oh, cut the crap, Lohard. You tell us what you did with that little devil girl So help me! Yes, I'm afraid Margot has shown a severe lapse in judgment these past few years. I decided it would be best if she went to go live with her mother in the mortal realm, since she's grown so fond of playing with humans.
2: Her mother? Oh, I get it now. The horns, the smug, self-important attitude. You're her father.
0: Yes, and father knows best.
2: That's why you didn't ask anything of me when you made me young again.
0: He did that? Ooh, me next. Then me. Ah, appreciation for my work. How lovely. Yet, you almost sound ungrateful, Miss Morlock. You did this to me because you knew that Nap and I... Yes, you two have a bit of history together, don't you?
2: You just wanted to use me as bait. To lure Nap away from your little girl.
0: A pity you proved so unmemorable. Well, it seems Napoleon is still en route to the crash site. Shall we follow? You cloned his phone, too? Ages ago. I keep a careful watch over my acquisitions.
4: There we are. Still smothering. Perfect.
1: Ah, it's hot. Um, what? should we have brought gloves or something?
4: No, no. That won't be necessary. Trust me. Did you ever get a chance to look over that letter I left you? Letter? Yes. i scratched scratch to deliver it to you. Congratulating you on your triumph over the vampires last year.
1: Yeah, I got it. I just didn't really get it, you know?
4: Ah. Then what didn't you understand?
1: Well, it's a quote.
4: From Plutarch?
1: No, from Die Hard. And when Alexander saw the breadth of his domain, he wept, for there are no more worlds to conquer.
4: Ah, yes. I thought it might appeal to your classical sensibilities.
1: But that's not what's written in Plutarch's Life of Alexander. In fact, it's actually in conflict with a quote from Seneca on the tranquility of mind. Napoleon. Yeah,
4: I really don't
1: care. Oh, sorry, I ramble sometimes.
4: To have lived all the eons that you have, only to fill your head with lines from all the movies and the ramblings of long dead men?
1: Yeah, but wait. Eons and yet
4: you remain oblivious. So what's going on all around you.
1: What? What's there to see? We're standing in the middle of a crash site. Oh, wait a second. What's that shiny bit over there? Oh, wow. Neat.
3: Ah, Napoleon. Curious as ever, I see.
1: Dr. Dmitry Kosoratov.
3: Ah, I had hoped you'd remember me. I was a guest on your little You Mind podcast after all.
1: We go back a lot farther than that, though, don't we?
3: Ah, I see your faculties are slowly returning to you. Whose soul did you drink up to come by that little tidbit?
4: An entire unit of Katya's little Soviet vampire army.
3: Then this subject has become viable, yes?
4: Neat. I've had to plant a variation on the third-hand device into its phone to make that happen. But, don't worry. I lifted it from the creature's pocket and the over Here. They're harmless now.
1: No. My phone. <laughs> Anatole, what's going on?
4: I knew you'd never destroy that thing like I told you.
1: No, I, I was going to, but... I'm
4: just... So devoted to that pathetic machine. I know. You've been using it to record your memories in an attempt to keep some kind of foothold in this worthless life of yours.
1: I didn't know what else to do.
4: While you were reaping to your dear diary, I was listening in on every word, following your every step. Why? Because I can't have scratch lose sight of... Of our objective.
1: Objective? What objective?
4: To discover
3: the location of the six cylinders of Dominion.
1: Six cylinders of what?
4: You used the first of them to transform your little friends.
1: But it didn't work. They just turned into old monster movie actors.
3: Because your mind is undisciplined. In the proper hands, that cylinder could be used to create an army of unstoppable titans. You could conquer not only this world, but all those lingering on the dimensional peripherals. Your Mr. Scratch is well aware of this.
4: But since you've come along, the only thing Scratch seems capable of concerning himself with is his darling apprentice.
1: Jeez, have you got it wrong? Scratch hates me. He couldn't care less if I live or die.
3: Well, seeing as you can't die, and how he's become so invested as of late into tending to your every whacking need, I'd have to disagree.
1: He hasn't.
3: He isn't.
4: Did you think that everyone who signs his filthy contract gets free room and board? access to an recording studio, and permission to romp about with his little hellspawns.
1: No. I guess not.
4: Niet, you're an unwelcome distraction to our mission. So, we've partnered ourselves with the last human known to possess all six cylinders at once.
1: But Scratch said the last man to do that was...
3: and do my bit, ja?
4: Yeah, yeah. Just stop skulking around and get out here.
3: Oh, hey, Napoleon. Glad to see you're looking there.
1: Hi, German zombie guy. I'm sorry. Am I right in assuming that's a zombie? I don't want to be a dick. Ah,
3: there. I don't suppose you would recognize me. After all... The last time we talked, I was just a brain in a jar. One of my earlier experiments. Hindenburg? Is that you?
4: No, you idiot. That's Hitler. Literally, Hitler. The last person to own all six cylinders was Adolf Hitler. You know this.
1: Wait, wait, no. You told me you were really
3: Hindenburg. Duh, I know. I tricked you good. <laughs>
4: <sighs> Napoleon, would you be good enough to hand Hitler back his jaw?
1: Oh, uh, sure. Just pick it up. You. Uh, I'm sorry. Here you go.
3: Oh. Oh. Mm. Uh. Thanks, so mm, wunderbar.
1: Are you feeling okay? You're not looking so
3: wunderbar. No, but I'm very glad to see that you are. <laughs>
1: uh, thanks, I guess.
3: Why are we wasting time with idle chatter? Napoleon, what you come in? Into that mangled mess? It might look like a mangled mess, but I assure you, it's structurally sound. I designed the gondola of this dirigible to survive far more punishment than its inept driver could ever hope to inflict.
1: You mean there's other people in there? Inside that twisted hunk of metal?
3: The moment we crashed, the cabin burrowed underground. Spreading out to recreate my laboratory in a place where prying eyes could never find it. An underground base? That's so cool. Yes, cool. You won't remember, but you actually had a hand in the research that created it.
4: The doctor invited you in. Let's not be rude.
5: Uh,
3: My arm! Let go of me! Why, stop! I don't want to start
4: off my empire in a cast! I may not be able to kill you, Napoleon, but I'll savor every opportunity I can find to make you suffer.
1: Why? What did I ever do to you?
4: Maybe one day those memories will come back to you. For now. Step lively, if you please.
1: Alexander wept when he heard from an actress that there is an infinite number of worlds. And to his friends, asking if any accident had befallen him, he returned with this answer, Do you not think it a matter worthy of lamentation, that when there is such a vast multitude of them, we have not yet conquered even one?
3: Okay,
1: well, that was weird. It's Seneca. I think he'd find this situation interesting.
4: And as I told you before, no one cares. Ah! Oh my arm Your arm? Shut your mouths, both of you and move.
0: Ugh! I hate Amrathians.
1: everybody that was our first episode of the season I hope you enjoyed it and happy Halloween to everybody listening at home Uh, I want to thank the Digital Lizards of Doom for allowing us to use their track Make a Toast as our title track and uh, to all of our actors who participated and (laughs) you guys are amazing thank you so much Um, well there's more fun to come I'm having fun hope you're having fun and uh, yeah you just have to Stay tuned. If you didn't like this one, you'll like the next one. Yeah. Yes, you will. Definitely. (laughs) Creeping Wave is brought to you by Lucid Knapp Productions in cooperation with a scary old man. I'm only scary to certain people. You're scary to me.
0: You don't have to find an interdimensional saloon to have a pint of alien beer with me, Chrissy Garrison. Just tune into my Alien Beer podcast each Thursday, and I'll share my speculative fiction stories with you. And every other week, I'll be serving up a new installment in my science fiction serial, The Multiverse Blues. Meanwhile, catch up with me at sillyhatbooks.com slash podcast. See you there.
5: This has been a presentation of the Project Entertainment Network.